0: Welcome, everybody. My name is Dominic Nuncio. I'm the executive pastor at La Jolla Community Church. So glad you're here. This is my lovely daughter. What's your name? Amalia. Amalia. You look very pretty tonight. Thank you. (laughs) So, why are we here today, Amalia?
1: For unto us a child is born.
0: That's right. So, we're celebrating Jesus, who we just sung about. Are you excited? Yeah. Is that a pretty good present? Yeah. All right. You guys ready? You excited? We're so glad you're here. You all look beautiful. Hey, let's sing a little bit. Let's
2: do it. Come on, let's stand up and sing these songs together.
3: the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. They had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
0: do we want you to ponder this question, get it ready in your head, or even ask your neighbor, what are you looking forward to most tomorrow? Think about it and say hello to someone.
5: Well, good evening, good evening. Welcome to La Jolla Community Church. Is everybody excited? Woo! I said everybody, is everybody excited? Woo! Well, my name is Ian O'Mara. I'm the director of Community Life.
0: And we've met. My name is Dominic Nuncio. I'm the executive pastor of ministry. Welcome. So glad you're here. You look lovely. Kids, where are the kids at? Wow. So well behaved on Christmas. I was expecting like,
2: yeah!
5: Uh, Ian, what are
0: you most excited about? What are you looking forward to tomorrow?
5: Tomorrow, getting together with my family and having Brenner. That's Tell us of have, this wonder. That's when dinner. you get to have breakfast for dinner. It's just an excuse to have bacon whenever you want.
0: Wow. Well, What are you uh,
5: looking forward to? In my
0: house, my wife is going to be making uh, fresh cinnamon rolls from scratch. Looking forward to that. And then my mom always makes tamales every year. Uh, soy mexicano, so what, what? Um, so we're really looking forward to unwrapping those.
5: Yep. Awesome, awesome.
0: <laughs> uh, well, if you're a guest, again, we're so glad you're here. Thank you for taking time out of the busyness of the season to come here and be with us at La Jolla Community Church.
5: And if you are visiting us tonight, which is all of you, you got one of these on your seats, correct? Go ahead, grab that. Inside, there are some amazing things in there. We have a connect card and a prayer request. If you are a first-time guest or you're a, if you've been here, for, uh, you're a member and you've been regularly attending, we want everybody to fill those out tonight, and when we're done... When we're doing offering, you're going to pass those in. However, if you're a first-time visitor, this is your first time visiting us this year, we got a gift for you. Who likes gift cards? Oh, well, wow. I guess we, you know people don't like do. gift cards. so oh, oh, I get a bunch like, of them, Who see? likes books? Yeah. yeah. If you're a first-time visitor, we have <laughs> there, gift cards. I see, that cards. I see that We have a book. We just bring that connect card to the tables outside the door see one of us, and we'll give you a gift yep and there's
0: a prayer card in there and and that's our way for we believe in the power of prayer and that's our way to connect with you so if there's anything you would love prayer with we pray for those every week feel free to fill that
5: out and in a moment there's going to be some baskets going around for the offertory put your prayer card in there as you're putting pen to paper as i'm going to start our first announcement here at la jolla community church we equip everyday people to walk with jesus every day and we're going to have a series on December—I mean, sorry, January 7th where we're going to talk about what it means to be La Jolla Community Church. And we want to invite all of you to come back. It's January 7th at La Jolla Community Church.
0: Uh, the other announcement before we go into the offertory is kids, hopefully you got one of these cool bags. If you got them, let me see it. Wave it in the air like you just don't care. Ooh, what's come in on. it? There's lots of fun stuff I've been playing with the last few minutes. My kids handed me the squishy stuff. So you can play with that. There's coloring uh, books in there. There's candy canes. There's some fun stuff for you to discover. And while you're listening to the, the message today, I encourage you to write and draw what you think you've heard and listen to and talk about it with your parents. But beyond that, we're so glad you're here, like I said. And we're going to go to a time of offering. This is a time where those who call La Jolla Community Church, their home, they give because they've received the greatest gift And they respond to that gift that we've been singing about all night. If you are a guest, we uh, encourage you. We have no obligation to give. We just would love your Connect card. We'd love the prayer card to pray with you. And we'd love you to take in the sweetness of the service during a busy season. So I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to invite the ushers to come forward for this time of offering. Would you pray with me? God, thank you so much that you came. We've sung about you so much already that we sing that Emmanuel, that God with us, came. That Jesus, you came as a little baby and grew into a man to come and restore order and relationship so that we could have life with you. And as we hear about that story, both young and old, for the first time or for the hundredth time, I pray a sense of wonder and awe would be in here. And as we give to you in response, Lord, I pray that you would use what we give to help others hear this story. We love you so much. It's in your name. And everyone said... Amen.
1: And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet, I'm only a teenager, I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying, you are having a new baby.
2: And so they met up,
1: they went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> uh, a camel. Oh yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. Well, they tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms. Literally, no rooms. So Mary and Joseph walked away sadly but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem, he and that, that you can stay, stay is a staple, and then he just pointed the way and they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, and then they saw angels. The angel said, a new baby is get, getting born. Who is king of the Jews? The angel were singing. Glow. Us. And then the shepherd said, "I think we should go there and meet him." The second I think said, "Yeah, I agree with you." And the other said, "Yeah, me too." They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes. Maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wife man heard about it, and then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn so maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one. They have at home. Some diapers and <laughs> some wipes and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Vladimir. And I don't know how it would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think... He probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's going to be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby i ever seen. There, no, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is going to change the world.
6: Well, what did you think of that? Fantastic, wasn't it? Uh, Christmas is very controversial at so many levels, but let me say the least controversial thing I'll say all night: Christmas celebrates Jesus' birth. Can we all agree on that? That's not controversial. It's simply a statement. Uh, this actually happened, and uh, this many years after it happened, we still gather, sometimes reluctantly, sometimes apathetically, sometimes with a great joy and anticipation to celebrate Jesus' birth. Jesus is the Savior God promised. Let that sink in. Jesus is the Savior God promised. So, how does that explain the gifts we give and get for Christmas? How (laughs) does that statement support the fact that we give gifts, and they sometimes are really, really hard to explain. For example, for example, when your best friend gives you a ceramic-surfing chimp, it makes you immediately think of Jesus' birth, doesn't it? Or your 10-year-old gives you the official and rare Darth Vader toaster. How many of you are looking forward to a Darth Vader toaster tomorrow morning? That was the answer to your question. I thought so. Many of you. Or your wacky and wonderful grandma gives you a stylish hand-knitted reindeer sweater. You know you will be the only one at any party who's wearing this sweater. Uh, These unique gifts are expressions of love. These unique gifts are expressions of love. If we don't understand that... Uh, There's a lot of explaining to do. So what should you say when you get these unique expressions of love that you don't necessarily have a category for and you're trying to wonder what to do with them? uh, What do you say? Just say this. I love it. Would you practice that with me? I love it. So tomorrow morning, tonight, if somebody gives you a gift that you have no category for and you're not quite sure what to do with it, Just say this, I love it. I think you're ready. If there was no other reason to come tonight, I think we have adequately prepped you to handle a potentially very controversial situation. And so here's the thing, God tells us why he sent Jesus into the world. It is great mystery that we couldn't potentially, possibly understand without some help. God himself helps us understand it. He helps us understand why he sent Jesus into the world. He said this, I love it. I love it. Why wouldn't I send Jesus into the world that I love? And then God makes it more personal yet. And he says this, I love you. I don't just love a faceless, nameless world. I love you. And I know your name and I know your story and I still love you. I know everything about you and I still love you. I know who you are and I know who you could be and I love you. Let that sink in for just a moment. How does that make you feel? If you're really honest, if for just a moment you suspended any doubt A resistance you have to that idea. That expression from God. How does that make you feel? Probably one of the greatest things any of us can ever, ever hear someone say to us is this. I love you. And when they say it in a way that you know they mean it, it undoes us, doesn't it? It opens us up to that mystery of living and walking in a transforming experience of love. The Bible tells us this, when the kindness and love of God our savior appeared, he saved us. He rescued us. Not because of righteous things we had done. It wasn't a reward or a prize. But because of his mercy. There was only one explanation for what Jesus did, what God did in Jesus Christ. It's because of what we just said a minute ago. He loves us. Titus, who who, uh, is receiving this letter from the Apostle Paul, goes on to read what Paul tells him, reminding him what he's doing as a pastor in the first century. Paul says, he saved us, through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. Whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Do you ever wonder why we give gifts at Christmas? It's absolutely because of the generosity of God. It's not because God lacks generosity and somebody said, "Look, Let's make this a better celebration. Let's us give each other gifts. But rather we emulate him. His generosity, again, is overwhelming and undoing. It opens us up to a whole other way of approaching life. What if I became a person who was generous versus a person who was stingy? What if I became a person who gave everything I had to bless the people I love rather than somebody who demanded more and more and more from those I say that I love? Paul finally says, so that, having been justified by his grace. Somebody once said that's an acronym, God's Riches Riches at Christ's expense. It's a great way of remembering what grace is. God's riches, at Christ's expense, given generously to us. So that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Everybody wants to leave a legacy, everybody wants to receive a legacy. We are the heirs of the greatest legacy ever, ever bequeathed to anyone at any time. To each one of us, God has bequeathed his grace and has made us his heirs. And so what do you do? Well, the Bible tells us you welcome Jesus into your life. It's not a transaction, well, if you do this, then I'll do that. It's a relationship. And you know, every great relationship starts with acceptance. It's about receiving something being offered to you. And God offers us generously this life that he's bequeathed to us in Christ. And he welcomes us to invite Jesus into our life. Now, unfortunately in our culture, this has become a bit of a cliche. Oh, are you one of those born-agains? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Accept Jesus into my life, yeah, right. We've heard it so many times, and we've heard it in so many contexts that are off-putting, perhaps. Perhaps. That maybe you're so defended against this that you say, oh, I know the people who say those sorts of things. I've seen what those people do, and therefore, I'm impervious to that. I've been inoculated by enough of those people that I don't buy it anymore. So maybe the most controversial thing I should say is this tonight. Don't let people determine what you do in response to God's gift to you. Don't let people get in the way of you receiving the gift that God wants to give you by his grace. Because we have an enemy, Satan can't make us do anything he's not God's equal but Satan the usurper of God's glory and God's generosity wants to rob us of the life that God gives us and he will use the craziness of people around us to distract us he'll use the crazy things we read in the newspaper about people doing things in Jesus's name that when you look at the Bible have nothing to do with Jesus and claim to do things in Jesus's name that don't make you feel like I've been in the presence of Jesus. And he wants us to not pay attention to what God himself tells us. I am giving you my love as a gift. No strings attached. Receive it by faith. And this is what Paul was reminding young Titus in this letter. And so welcome Jesus into your life. Because the spirit of Christmas is God's spirit alive in you. With all the things we do to celebrate it, the crazy things, the crazy gifts we give, the the, uh, the traditions uh, that sometimes looked at from another perspective look pretty silly. Uh, years ago, Phil Gemmett and I were having tea with an African leader at my house at Christmas time. He was trying to reach a million young people uh, in Malawi. He's, a, he's still to this day a phenomenal leader in that great country. And at the end of our tea together, as Phil and I were walking out the door, he said, hey, hey, do you mind if I have a picture taken with you guys? We said, yeah, sure, of course. He said, in front of that tree? I said, oh, my gosh, the tree. And he smiled kind of mischievously. He said, yeah, yeah, I want to be in front of the tree. I said, because when you go back to Africa, none of your friends will believe the crazy things that Americans do at Christmas. He goes, yeah, exactly. And so it goes. There's some crazy things that we do. Uh, They're not so crazy when it's your family that does those traditions. I hope you have lots of wonderful, warm traditions that make sense to nobody else but your family. Or maybe other cultures would say, how does that celebrate Jesus' birth? At the heart of all that, at the core of all that, remind yourself and anyone you're with tomorrow that the spirit of Christmas, the meaning of Christmas, the controversial, unbelievable, and yet... Real truth about Christmas is that it's God's spirit alive in you. Not because of how great you are, but because of how great he is. And of course, uh, I I can't finish without offering you 12 gifts, celebrating the 12 days of Christmas. Here are 12 gifts from God, one for each day of Christmas. I can't linger on them, I'm just going to read them to you. The first gift is this, that God loves you and adopts you as a son or daughter by faith. God wants to adopt you as his beloved son or daughter by faith. Second gift, you are forgiven your sins by faith in Jesus, by his death, his resurrection, his ascension into heaven. And he promises to return someday in glory and make a new heaven and a new earth. And so the third gift, you will live forever with God. And that begins right now when you receive him. The fourth gift is this, from the fullness of his grace you are blessed with every blessing. It doesn't mean that everything goes the way you want it to go or everything will go right. It just means that God will be right with you everywhere you go. The fifth gift is this, God works for good in the midst of the life you live right now. The life you live right now matters to God. The sixth gift is this. You can receive God's gift of salvation as his perfect gift to you. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's customized to you. His grace in you will do a unique work of transformation in you. It might not change your circumstances, but it it will change you in the midst of your circumstances. The seventh gift. You are part of a community of faith encircling the world. This faith transcends culture and yet works in the midst of it. Transforming culture. The eighth gift is this. You are more than your problems. Your problems do not adequately define you or describe you. And likewise, gift number nine, you are more than your possessions. You are more, much more, than what your possessions can possibly describe or define about you. Gift number ten is it because he is in you and for you, He can change the way you experience your life. Gift 11, you can prevail in the face of adversity by remaining faithful to God and trusting in him. And then gift 12, by God's gift of grace in you, you can also extend God's love to others right now in the midst of the life you currently live. So what do you say, what can you possibly say in receiving gifts like this? I think you know. Would you say it with me? I love it. I love it indeed. May you have a wonderful Christmas in every way. Let's continue worshiping the Lord together.
2: Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining.
6: How's that? How's that? Is that better? Okay, we have a tradition on Christmas Eve, and that is we light candles as we sing O Holy Night. Uh, No, as we sing Silent Night. Silent Night. Yeah.
0: We just listen to O Holy Night.
6: That was Tanika. (laughs) Thank you. That was so beautiful. Thank you for leading us in. Uh, So, as we sing Silent Night, we are in uh, a hotel. and They will not allow us to have an open flame so we have the next best thing we have a lightsaber and uh, a very small lightsaber uh an electric candle and so what we'll do is as we sing the song just to sort of emulate the 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 candles that we are used to whoever's at that end and that end and each end of an aisle just touch the light of the person next to you and then they will turn it on by hitting the switch on the bottom like that so we'll do it we'll do a demonstration ready There's an an instruction manual that you can pick up also if you need to review it. Let's continue worshiping the Lord as we uh, praise His name and acknowledge His presence here as we sing O Holy Night. As you go, uh, if you're a guest for the first time with us tonight, please stop at the table. We want to give you uh, something to take home with you. Uh, Pause for some refreshments. So many of you uh, will see people you haven't seen in a long time. Take just a moment to greet them and wish them a Merry Christmas. And uh, come back and join us on the 7th of January where we begin this new series in Timothy's. We talk about the challenge of being a Christ-centered community. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us all, giving us his love, his peace, his mercy, his power, both now and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And we wish you and yours a very merry and blessed Christmas. Thank you for being here tonight. (laughs) you <laughs> Thank you.
2: Oh